With KSOM, KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. Our temperature right now is 25 degrees, 54 the high today, right at our average high for this time of year, 37 the low temperature tonight. Atlantic Executive Chamber Director Bailey Smith and Atlantic City Administrator John Lund presented business development reports to the Atlantic City Council on Wednesday. Smith says since June, the Chamber welcomed nine new members, bringing the membership to 230, covering 12 communities, 16 ambassador visits, three ribbon cuttings, and three more scheduled. Smith reported six new business startups in Atlantic. Vaxo 80s is technically not a new business, but they did rebrand, and they're doing very well. We've had very positive comments um, and phone calls about Vaxo 80s. So that's, that's very good. encouraging. That's good. That's really good. Uh, the fish store sold to a new owner, and he has remodeled the inside and is selling some new pet supply products, which we know from Retail Coach is our highest need. retail need is pet supplies, and he also sells puppies. <laughs> oh, dear. So if you need a puppy, <laughs> go to the fish store. If you need some stress relief, go to the fish store. <laughs> Play with some puppies. Um, and then Relic opened downtown in August, a high-end antique store. Atlantic Treasures, formerly known as Atlantic World Thrift, was sold to a young couple who is remodeling inside um, and rebranded to Atlantic Treasures. The Rusty Lantern opened two weeks ago where the Franklin Market used to be. She has a little over 20 vendors with room for more. Um, and then the Holy Grail yeah. also opened two weeks ago in the church across from the courthouse, and mm -hmm. he has high-end antiques in it as well, um, which is very exciting for Atlantic. Additionally, Atlantic City Administrator John Lennon reported on the progress of Retail Coach. In August 2021, the city signed a contract with the company to boost retail recruitment and related services. The agreement cost was 30000 and renewed in September 2022 for 20000 The firm was tasked to identify retail opportunities within the city of Atlantic, recruit retailers, coach the community, help fill gaps, and ultimately act as an extension to the current staff, particularly how it relates to retail. Well, Lund says it boils down to three prospects. One appears to be serious and needs to find a location, and the city's attempting to find out what incentives they want out of it for the other two. One thing we did learn was that Retailers want to be near Walmart, and Walmart has been open to leasing ground to build within their kind of overbuilt parking lots. But a lot of retailers aren't actually interested in taking up those leases because Walmart puts like these incredible like stipulations, oh, really? basically saying they have the right to tear down building with almost no notice, <laughs> suspend the lease. Um, like if at any time Walmart thinks it needs, it par needs its parking back, they don't allow anything legally to stop them. With the retail coach's contract due, Councilman Gerald Brink inquired about prospects committing to Atlantic locations. So do they think that they'll be able to pull anything together by the end of their contract? We haven't addressed that, but I had spoken privately with the mayor a couple months ago, and I said, you know, with, like, with our luck, we've seen like very little activity this whole time, and then probably by mid-December we'll be sitting down with representatives from a business and then have to renew the contract for another <laughs> period of time. But, well, I won't say that have isn't to. You guys don't have to do folks. anything. But, but that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't think so. No, they've had their chance. Brink admitted there has been interest, but no available space to locate. 
but basically the problem that we ran into then is availability of property yes. in order to so there has been interest even in some yes. of them the meetings that I've attended, there has been interest, but no place for them. So, exactly. And that's a problem that some way we've got to solve. Absolutely. But how do we do that? Well, got to get somebody to let loose of some property. But I know there's something Everybody around us doesn't want to. Yeah. Well, everybody wants to be in the Walmart. They want to be there because there's. And we, if we could just get one good business to start on the west, west side, side. Mm -hmm. we could maybe then you know use that as the draw but. Yeah. the most substantial potential for retail space was nine acres behind case on east 7th street however uh, mayor grace garrett informed the council that the property has been sold garrett says hopefully the city can obtain some more property Atlantic City Council approved the hiring of an assistant code enforcement officer at last night's regular meeting. During the August work session, the City Council reviewed the staffing levels of the Public Works Department. It determined a need for additional labor because the scope of some issues was beyond the ability of any one employee, particularly when managing the animal shelter and animal control functions. Councilman Pat McCurdy and Gerald Brink voiced their full support to this addition to the city staff. I think all the time I've been on the council, I've got more <coughs> complaints about old houses and stuff, and hopefully this will help. I'm all for it. They're very much needed. Very much needed. Yep. She's just overwhelmed right yep. now. The council approved the compensation for the assistant code enforcement officer position at $22.71 per hour or $47,299. Additionally, the new job would be eligible for overtime, health insurance, and IPERS. The job description, compensation, and authorization of immediate posting for this position were unanimously approved by the city council members present at that meeting last night. A semi-driver suffered injuries when he struck the rear of another semi-trailer on I-29 in Monona County. The Iowa State Patrol says the accident happened at 8.36 a.m. on the southbound lanes near the 112-mile marker. Authorities say 29-year-old Caleb Jayton of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, was injured in the crash. State police say a southbound 2023 Volvo semi-tractor driven by Jayton struck the back of a parked semi-trailer, hauling an oversized load in the right lane of traffic. The crash turned off both semis. Wings Air Rescue transported Jayton to the University of Nebraska Medical Center. Red Oak Police arrested two people following a traffic stop on Highway 34 and 4th Street. And during that investigation, officers arrested J. Lawrence Torpy, 35, and 20-year-old Ramon Edward King, both from Omaha. Authorities transported Torpy and King to the Montgomery County Jail for possessing a controlled substance marijuana. They were each held on a 1,000 dollar bond. And the Nishta Valley Family YMCA and the Iowa Women's Foundation held a child care crisis community forum in Atlantic on Wednesday. Mandy Billings was there and has this report. The lack of affordable child care is a nationwide issue and in order to fix the issues it takes an entire community. Sherry Penny, Employment Engagement Director with the Iowa Women's Foundation, said we are short roughly 300,000 child care spaces in Iowa. Yes, we have a shortfall of 300,000 spaces, but if you talk to communities, typically what they, their need is, is for workforce. They have to provide these child care workers because we have to have workers in order to be able to open up those slots. So in Iowa, we've lost roughly 28% of our childcare businesses in the last five years, over 56% in the last 10 years. 
Cass County has a shortfall of 1,184 spaces. 48% of childcare businesses have been lost in the last 10 years and 11% in the last five years. We have found that the most successful communities that are starting to implement some sort of solution in childcare, really it's boiled down to it being a community issue. It takes all hands on deck because childcare impacts everyone. Even if you are in the workforce and you don't necessarily have children yet, or you don't have children, you don't want children, it still impacts you when your coworkers are gone because of childcare issues. So it does impact everyone across the board. Penny said there are a lot of things going on across the state to address the childcare crisis, and there isn't a one-size-fits-all answer. However, she did share information on a wage enhancement program that Hamilton County implemented, which has been a success. She said there were four centers in the county, and all four were sitting at about 65% of their license capacity, meaning if they had more child care workers, they would be able to open more spaces and get more children served. To address the need, they came up with a public-private fund, the Wage Enhancement Program. Hamilton County has raised to date over $710,000. When they started, they had about $30,000 raised, and it's grown from there. Because business leaders, community leaders, county supervisors, municipalities all see the impact and the importance of keeping childcare open and available by providing quality wages for their workers. But they were able to, um, on average now, they have about $255 annually in this fund. They started with recruitment and retention bonuses, if you're familiar with Johnson County, they launched their wage enhancement program in March. They decided to do a straight $2 an hour increase across the board for any licensed and regulated provider that applied. Penny said going on year six in Hamilton County, three of the four centers are now sitting at 100% licensed capacity. The other center still has two slots available. They are able to increase their provider wages by about $2.85 per hour. Penny said there are now 10 communities in Iowa that are replicating this program. Dan Haynes, executive director of the Nishina Valley Family YMCA, said they have been working on a number of things to address the child care crisis in Atlantic. He said CADCO is working on sponsoring a child care grant from the state. The deal with it is, is it requires a one-to-one -one match. So if, we, if they give us 50000 we have to raise 50000 to go towards that. And we can use that to buy down the cost of a child care slot for one of your employees if they're in the center. Um, so if we have to go to a $50 a week raise in tuition in January, this grant can help pay down that $50 and take that away for the family at least. But again, it runs out in September. That money's got to be spent in September. So we're trying to figure out how to use those grant dollars, but then we also have to raise some money locally to match that. Dan Haynes was asked what the community can do today to help out. Haynes said they would be interested in talking to anyone interested in a fund like the Wage Enhancement Program, and he shared the Friends of the Wickman Child Care Feedback forms that will be going around. The form asks how you can support financially if you would be interested in serving on a child care task force, among other items. Meanwhile, if you're interested in helping out, contact Dan Haynes at the Nishina Valley Family YMCA in Atlantic. Thanks, Mandy. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. ABC News is next.